Hey everybody, welcome back. Episode three, is Simcha attainable? Can we actually reach a joyous plateau in this world? Yes, you know, I debunk a couple of ideas and kind of hope that we give certain light to the idea of joyous, happy in this lifetime. What does it mean, Sameach Bechelko? What does it mean to be Sameach Bechelko in 2021? And really for the rest of our lives. So Baruch Hashem, thank you, Eibishta, for giving us the ability to do this. And thank you to ZCK Foundation for sponsoring our entire season. And of course, to our brothers at Yad La'achim, who Baruch Hashem, we're going to have this chus to talk about it later on in this episode, to talk about really enjoying the life that we have and understanding how other people unfortunately have lives that you can help make filled with simcha as well. We're going to get there soon. Until then, this is myself, Ari Ben Shushan, my brother, Rabbi Yassi Ben Shushan. Get ready for a simcha attainable, wonderful episode coming your way right now. Hi, everybody. This is Ari Ben Shushan. And this is Yassi Ben Shushan. And this is the Two Cents Podcast. Brought to you and powered by Meaningful Minute. Welcome back. Everybody, to the Meaningful Minute Two Cents Podcast, I am Ari Ben Shushan. I'm Yassi Ben Shushan. See that? <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, at what point do we stop doing that intro? I don't know. Do that. We, uh, we need to come up with, can we have some like, I don't know, music, some heavy metal music or something like some that. Some kind of said, a, right. And we just be like, welcome back. There we go. We could just do that. Because just us doing that intro all the time, he gets a little bit tired, but... Baruch Hashem, we are, we are back, and this one's a this one's gonna be a very very special one to our heart, um, because right. now we're gonna have to talk. This is really big. We have to talk about simcha this week, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is mm-hmm. yeah. This is the simcha episode. This is the one where we're gonna talk about how it is to be happy. And the funny thing is, is that if I were to grade two people who are the least credential wise. <laughs> <laughs> to talk about being misameach in life, right. I, I I I would literally be like, you don't want to do this alphabetically, you know? We're not, right. <laughs> we're not the ones. We're really, yeah, okay. So we can laugh. So we can laugh. But laughing in simple, I don't. Know, yes, I'm going to put you on the spot right now, really yeah. quick. Who would be the person that you would think of right now uh, to be by this mic uh, to talk to simple of life? Uh, it's not a fair answer, though. Right, right, yeah. I just put you on the spot big time. And the only reason why it, I did no, this is because no, I already have. It's not a fair answer. I have one also. It's not you a fair answer, also? though. Okay. Um, um, I, I feel like, I feel, I feel like everyone's going to roll their eyes, you know. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, Rabbi Berkowitz. Rabbi Berkowitz, okay. I was going to go a little bit off to the, I was going to say Rabbi Samet. Okay. I hear that. Right? Uh, you know. I definitely hear that. Uh, yeah, just I a, that. Rabbi Samet is the um, I want to call him the Mashkiach of Samech. I, I, I'm not exactly sure if that really. But you don't know. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I, I, I don't think that encapsulates the awesomeness. But we're talking about right. people. It's interesting where the similarities over there between Rabbi right. Samet and Rev Berkowitz would be people who live a totality of life, who, who, who have um, such drive and such purpose in what they do all the time, and so therefore. Uh, that's it. So it's I just, think we should start for me. It's Robert Berkowitz's resting face is a smile. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's just like that's when, just, like when Robert Berkowitz buffers, he buffers. <laughs> he buffers in a smile, right? That's that's not. You know, I remember, I remember him giving a share. I remember him giving a share on Simcha. Uh, no, it was a chinuch share on Simcha. It was a chinuch share. I had to give over Simcha. And someone said, you know, how far do we go with this? Because he was he was going very far with the whole Simcha. And he said, if you ever fall asleep, he said, you should practice napping, smiling. That if you ever fall asleep on your couch, your children should see you smiling in your sleep. Wow. And I was like, what? now he never says anything that he's not actively doing, right? So, wow. So he sleeps with a smile, that means. and That's, that's incredible. When he sleeps. And uh, yeah, I I, I, I don't know. Yes, I don't know if that'll ever attain. Like, will ever attain that or pertain to us because we like to sleep with something always over our head. You know, if you're true. taking a nap, you know? <laughs> so is that that, is I'm that just going to get apply to us. It's like there's no way to ever find that out. Or, and if you wake us up to find that no, out, don't wake us up. Not no, be we're, not, 
so maybe I'll just get a smiley pillow. Just right. put a big smile and put it over the face. The, you know, while, while we rest. You know the uh, you know the the things that people wear on the planes that have eyes on it. So there it looks you go. Like there. Yeah, so it. we'll have one. Yeah. Of, the smiles. A mask. You should know. You know, it's interesting. Who wears um, a mask, in, in 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 the high school I teach at now. So the rabbis had a meeting of who's going to teach inside and who's going to teach outside. And whoever teaches inside has to wear a mask because in Los Angeles that's the law. You still have to wear a mask inside. And whoever teaches outside is without a mask. And one of the rabbis jumped up and he said, I'm teaching outside. So I thought, yeah, you teach outside because, you know, you don't want to wear a mask. You know, it's cumbersome. And his response, you know, I'll just say who it is because he's awesome. It was Rabbi Shaf. Ra- Ra- Rabbi Shaf, Rabbi Hanan Shaf. He said, no, the reason why I want to do this is because I need my students to see me smile as I speak to them. Ah. Yeah. He, he, wow. he said, he said I, wow. miss, I miss a year of when I had a deal with the mask on my face that I could tell from the way my students' eyes looked at me, they weren't enjoying the words as much because wow. I wasn't smiling as I was speaking. And it's incredible, wow. right? Wow. So, wow. Um, so, so first off about Simcha, I guess, is not your own Simcha on the inside, but Teichei Kibari on the outside. Rav Berkowitz always loved to say a very famous line, your face is a Rishos Arabim. You know, your, your face belongs to everybody else. And so what Yossi over here is saying is that Rav Berkowitz would fall asleep with a smile on his face. His little buffer is a smile. And to always give off a smile to the world, that's something that, I don't know. I, I, I would love to try to work on something that I would love to try to really push uh, in my own life, in my own self. Um, because, yeah. you know, Yazi, sometimes the twins come home, Avraham especially, he looks at him, he's like, why are you happy? <laughs> 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 if he sees me smiling, it's like, Abba, why are you so happy today? That's not good. Meaning that should be my default setting yeah. that yeah. anything but that should cause alarm. So right. certainly to start off the Simcha episode is to talk about the fact that we should no, try that's it. to We're keep well on the way. There's no starting off. We're well on the way because this is the point. It really is. That's the point. What you just brought up to me is the, uh, is the point. A lot of times people, and, and it, it's really the anti-point really because a lot of times people are, they don't find themselves really deserving of Simcha or they find it uh, um, indulgent to be besimcha, or they find it um, less, uh, I don't know, less, uh, I don't know, mature to be besimcha or something like that. Yeah. So, so, so it's easier for them or it's easier to say to them, you got to do it for your kids. Because if you want to know, and this is the question, this is a question I get a lot. You want to know what, and, and everyone's faces fall when I say it. I was, I remember the exact time I was talking about, it, I was on a panel and someone asked if there were, and I hate these questions, but if there was one thing, I always, the second that question gets asked, I'm like, in my head, I'm always like, I'm not answering it. I'm just not going to answer. Like, don't paint me into a corner. There's one thing. If there was one article of clothing that you were going to come here tonight wearing. Right. <laughs> like, there's, it's If you had one question. organ in your body that you would like <laughs> right, to hold yeah, on which to. Which one would it be? Right. Like, Why are you making me choose? One thing. I don't think yeah. that's how it works. That's not how life works. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but fine. If there was one thing. Alive or dead? Like, I'm sorry, I'm not done with this just yet. Yes, it's what is with the one thing I don't understand it. Like, do the Navy SEALs or even Navy SEALs taught that if there's one right. weapon there's to one. go in with, or, or if there's, there's, there's weapon, one yeah. book you can yeah. slow down with the one thing. Baruch Hashem, yeah. we live in a world of wealth, a world of plenty where you can have more than just the one thing. Okay, yeah. go ahead. I, uh, I, I always answer that question with another question. I say, is that a yes or no question? <laughs> like, is there one thing you need for, <laughs> yes for a wedding call? I'm like, is that a yes or no question? <laughs> They're like, what? I'm like, that what? made about as much sense as your it's question. Your what question? Do you want to tell you? It's not, it's not I, I don't know what, what it, you know, yeah. but fine. Um, um, I think it's people's way of asking what's the most important thing, which to yeah. me would still be a horrible question to ask um, because I met you one second before you started asking me that question. <laughs> so I can't tell you the most important thing. But um, when some, but someone asked, you know, what is the one major deterrent, what's the one thing that we can use as a deterrent from our kids going off the derech, they were asking. And my answer was very, very simple on it. I said, if there's, you know, the first and foremost thing we need to work on is simcha. 
is joy. Kids will not leave something that is joyous. That's just that's just the fact of the matter. Aye, but he's asking all these questions about is there a God? Yeah, you know why he's asking those questions? It's very simple why he's starting to ask those questions. Now there are kids. I'm, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm not backing that up fully. I'm saying there yeah, are kids yeah, that are. I don't know if we can generalize that. Too yeah, much. yeah. I'm not going to generalize that. There are. There are kids that are inquisitive. My daughter last night was asking me questions. You know about you know who created God and if like. There are inquisitive children. I'm not saying. My point is, is that the kids that are asking in a way that they're going to give everything up because of those questions, that they're going to walk away because of those questions. Um, The the reason that's happening is very, in my mind, I believe Laniva's idea is very simply because you're asking him to live a very depressing life. He wants a reason. He wants a reason why. So he starts to search. He's like, well, why are we doing this? You know, why, why, why are we doing that then? Like, and how do you know? And how do you know? Because if you're going to ask me to dedicate myself to something superbly depressive and oppressive, then I, I need good, good enough reason for that. However, if something is just fun and, and, and light and, and brings light and life to things, no one questions that. Everyone wants in. Right. No one questions that. Yeah, good, good. But yes, wait, wait, wait. Um, I'm looking at you and I'm also looking at like the points that we put down. I was afraid the point I put down for myself is we already did Chinuch 1 which spoke about Simcha in the home. Let us not go back to Simcha with children. You know? I'm sorry. Uh, Touch that. I'm sorry. Hang on one second. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. You're right. I got sidetracked. What I was trying to say was is that and that's really what we're doing differently over here is I don't I don't want to be talking about that. (laughs) What I just spoke about, right? The, the, what the I want to be talking just, about is is not doing it for your kids, is not doing it for go. your kids, is not doing this it for your children, is not doing it for other people, is not doing it to inspire anyone. There you go. Bein adam la'atzmai. This is simcha in you. This is real simcha in you. Right now, I have a question for you. Uh-oh. Does simcha mean a person who is jo- joyous, it's dancing down the street? Is that simcha? So it's funny because I wanted to ask you a question, which was I was going to say first, Yossi, tell me what Simcha is not. So, ah. uh, so, so I guess we're just playing Je- Jeopardy right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where you, <laughs> you said the answer and I asked you the question. Very good. Uh, Can you ask that in question the setup. There we go. You yeah. asked. <laughs> nice. But, but nice. yeah, I mean, somebody go and, you know, dancing on the street, maybe it's a symptom of Simcha. You know, maybe that's an expression of the simcha that he's feeling. I'm not going to say he's not besimcha. I'm not going to totally go down the road and say that, that, that they're not besimcha. Um, but at the same time, to say that that is the all-encompassing uh, height of what simcha is meant to look like, I'm not going right. to call it that from expression because simcha is right. not an expression. The end of simcha is not an expression on the outside. Um, the heart of simcha is right. going to be something that's found as a foundation on the inside. Right. I I... You know, it, it, this is a, it's a whole share I, I give to my guys once a year, which is the idea of, of, Jew, of not Jewish, of Lashon Kaddish, of words, of, of where words come from. Where, where did we, and there's a, you know, I bring down this, this machloket of, uh, of whether or not numbers came first or words came first. With the Aleph base, was it meant to be, not meant to be, but did it start off as numbers? Because we use them interchangeably as numbers and word and letters. So what was, you know, is a, is a shulchan called a shulchan because I'm just looking at a table. So shulchan called a shulchan because its spiritual numerical value equals it to be called that now because it's a shin, it's a vav, it's a lamed. So, and there's a whole concept of that. Uh, not my point. My point is, is that to translate any word, you know, Arts Girl did an, a, a, an incredible job of an impossible job and they translated uh, Lush and Kodesh. But without Arts Girl, like what, what is the English term? What is, what is the word for simcha? Because it's not joy. It's not. Joy is a, is, is a state that is a response to uh, uh, exterior stimuli. It's, a, it's, not, it's, not, it's not within me. I, I could be a person who constantly feels joy, and that's great, but simcha is not joy. It's not content either. To, to define simcha is very difficult. I had to think about this once for a really long time. Very good. Really Yassi, 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 hold on. You, you, you said something so profound, and I think very... Very smart. I don't think our audience hopped. I can, I just say what I understood well, from you. 
Well, which, sometimes I speak over. I mean, <laughs> which is this, or you're just a terrible person at explaining things. So <laughs> it's one of the two. No, so no, but Yossi said something profound. And as everybody sees how shocked I am that Yossi said something profound, that I'm just enjoying, <laughs> I'm just enjoying this moment so much. You know, I'm looking up right now. I'm just trying to figure that out. No, but Yossi's, no, but Yossi's explanation over here is that joy, you're even content are reactions. And a reaction is be'etzim from something that is on the outside that you're reacting to. And simcha, a response. they're a response. And simcha is not a response to something. Simcha is not a reaction to something. Rather, right. simcha is going to be something that is much deeper. Go ahead, yes. Keep, right. keep on going. So, so I had to think about this for a long time. And I'm sure there are people that are going to be disagreeing over here. And that's fine. Uh, send in your disagreement. It's, it's perfect. Uh, you know, I, I, I like being wrong sometimes. Um, I believe simcha is synonymous i don't think it equals it because they are different but i think simcha is most understandable to be self-esteem i i i I truly believe that simcha is most understandably self-esteem i was listening to this lecture i literally just made a i i mean it's not gonna it by the time this comes out it's already gonna be an old one but i just made a uh, a backyard confession about this this one line and i want to just revisit this line because it's very, very profound. I heard this in a lecture. The definition of self-esteem is to acknowledge that I am a flawed person while simultaneously holding myself in high regard. And Ooh, I, 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 I didn't hear the first part. I'm sorry. That to acknowledge that I am. Yeah. The definition of self-esteem is to acknowledge that I am a flawed person while simultaneously holding myself in high regard. Oh, beautiful. And I really think that that is a certain amount of simcha. Simcha is not, because people tend to believe simcha is living in some sort of a denial. It's not. It's not thinking everything's okay when it's not. It's not looking at the world with rose-colored glasses. It's not looking at myself with rose-colored glasses and giving myself justifications and ways out of everything and saying I'm perfect and everything's good. And that's, and that's a question I get so often is, if, you, if what you're saying is right and we should always be positive, we should always be, then how are we ever going to work on anything? No one I know has ever worked on anything because they felt like garbage. They, they just don't. There is a concept of rock bottom, but that's different. No one walks around feeling gross all the time and works on something. The people who work on things or are constantly working and growing are the people who are besimcha, are people who, who view themselves as able to work, are as able, as accomplished already, and wanting more from that now, wanting more growth, wanting more process from themselves. So I think simcha, the, the, the definition for me, the closest definition, I should say, because I don't like it as a full definition, but the closest definition for me of simcha is self-esteem. Very, very interesting. It's funny because if I would have read that line, it's a beautiful line. If I would have read that line, if I would have heard it in a lecture. <laughs> it was a lecture because it wasn't a shir. lecture. You keep on saying lecture. Because it wasn't Yossi. a shir. It was a we woman giving a lecture. this podcast the lecture podcast. You said it. So lecture. Okay. Whose lectures are you listening to? Are you just <laughs> visiting colleges, Yossi? <laughs> and just sitting down and saying, hmm. You know, you know I, what? Maybe. Maybe I am. Maybe I Maybe am. Maybe that's what they're, they're gonna write that on my art scroll book. You know. Oh, he was oh, right. known for going to the back of the lecture hall rooms and he would listen in and he'd come out and they say, Eh and we already knew it. Like, it's right. like No, but 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 yes, but it's funny because if I would have heard that lecture, I would have touched that up as being an unof. I would have said that that's humility. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, and you're right. we're not arguing. We're not arguing. No, no, we're, we're not, not arguing. arguing. That's that's all. Uh, that's say. the exactly. point. Yeah. You see, yeah. what just exactly. just for the listening audience or for the one person watching on YouTube? <laughs> Sorry, who I, forwarded, I had to put, who forwarded to this right. part of the thing? <laughs> they were listening the whole time. <laughs> that you by mistake you scrolled with your finger and just happened to have stopped over here because we know you're not watching. Right. <laughs> you're not watching the full. Uh, uh, so for, for those people, um, uh, what, what we're trying to explain is, is that step one, because it's been Adam La'atzmo concept, step one is knowing where you're holding and being an unof is exactly that, is accepting both the flaw and then the expectation of greatness right. as well, that the flaw is not something that keeps you down. The flaw is actually something that now you finally know where your foothold is to be able to mm-hmm. build from that. And that right. is incredible, incredible shlemos, uh of, of, of bringing uh, Simcha to us, 100%. Right.
everybody, we're having so much fun in this episode, but we're going to hit pause to have a different kind of fun. This is the episode of Simcha. We said it's Shleimut. Shleimut means it's a totality. And I don't think a two-cent episode, Yas, would be complete. It wouldn't Absolutely be... Absolutely not. Right? It would not Absolutely be Shalem. Not. It's my favorite unless, part. <laughs> unless we brought him in. So let's do this. The Heiliger of Nisanel Gans from Yad Lachem, saveaworld.org. We're bringing him in because, to be honest with you, Yossi, can you imagine if this episode right now brings Simcha into the home of somebody who doesn't even know what Simcha is? They have no idea what the, even a taste of it is. Hello, Reb Nisanel, how are we doing? Well, thank you so much, Barry. I'm definitely going to learn some Megaris Ramban after that introduction. But you're right. People don't even know what Simcha is when they're stuck trapped. I always say when I speak... I always give this this line. I said it's a hard visual, but instead of me, there's a five-year-old girl or a teenager is begging to be saved because they're literally trapped behind a wall or behind an abusive husband, and they really don't have anything in their life. So because of the guys like you, the people who are watching, the people who can help save a world, which is a Jewish neshama, we can save them and bring them simcha. That's exactly right. And I hope through this episode, through this conversation, that we can make it happen. Yossi, so we did this right. last time and it was so successful. And I think by this episode, now we got to do it again. We want to bring Simcha to at least one family. To at least one. Meaning we should bring to a lot more, obviously. But to at least one. So, Reb Nisano, what, what does it cost? Give us, give us a cost from beginning to end to bring Simcha to one family. To help out at least one lady or one family. What are we looking at? Well, so, of course, they... Ra- Let's talk numbers. Okay. So, of course, they range, right? But the average is around... I want a dollar amount. Yes. $10,000 will take care of a family on average. Remember, we're saving them. They need shelter, food, costs, psychological treatment. Wow. They have nothing. They're coming with this, literally the clothes of their back. Literally. When they're saved, they don't have anything else. Nothing. That's why we're here. That's why we're here talking to you. So, you know, if people want to really call me up, call 718-633-2340. The number's here on the bottom of the screen or saveworld.org. All the options are there. You can take a family and help save a, uh, save a life and bring Simcha to them. Uh, exactly what? Exactly it. So, Yossi, I, I, I got to say, you know, now that we're in season two, Baruch Hashem, we have so many more listeners. We should be able to take care of that number. If everybody just saveaworld.org right now and just give whatever you can. It doesn't even have to be such a big number, but we can come with the Walmart model. We can come with the masses. You know, and really, like, after this episode, right. we can save a life, which is really saving a world. Save really, a whole family. I, it's amazing. By the way, it's not that much to save a whole family. It's a family. bargain. It really is. It's a bargain. And this is something, really is. La'ol may add it, echoes for eternity that you are involved in creating, saving, and ultimately bringing Simcha to that world. Again, saveaworld.org. Everybody, let's do this. Let's do this together. Let's do this as Kalah Yisrael. Let's save a world. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Now let's get back to our wonderful episode. So Simcha is, starts out that way. Simcha starts out with being able to find yourself where you are and to be able to build yourself up from that place. Yes, you want to try to take a stab at what does that mean, finding out, meaning accepting those flaws. So how, how right. do we accept those flaws? So, so I think I might have, and you might have, I think we both might have just skipped a stage over here. Also, because I liked your question, like what is Simcha not? Simcha is not attainable. It's only discoverable. Nice. Right? So Simcha is not attainable. It's only, it's only discoverable. So what that means is that it's in you. It's in there. Anyone, and this is where, you know, I, 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 I hate, I, not I hate, but I, I hate I'm about to do this to you, Ari, because, you know, we've overheard this, this, this line and these speeches in, in the hallways of our Samach, who knows how many times. But there's a difference between, you know, Simcha and pleasure. <laughs> you know, how many times have we heard the response to uh, someone say something? We're like, no, 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 no. You're not talking about happiness. You're talking You're about talking pleasure. You're talking about pleasure. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, well, that is <laughs> the famous like the Reb Noah Weinberg. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's real. I'm not, I'm not saying right, it's not yeah, real. Yeah. My, my point is, is that, is that let's not confuse this. This is not a person who's constantly living in, in comfort, in pleasure, in anything like that. That's not, that's not what Simcha is at all. Simcha comes from the inside. So the second we look outwards... And we're trying to find our simcha outwards. We already shot ourselves in the foot. We're we're just we're wrong. So now that's that's I think that before anything that needs to be understood. Now uh. it's a discovery. It's an uncovering. Now, well, of what see, now you where do we get that from? 
Hold on, where do we get that from? Because we have to give props. Uh, to let everybody know that my father would drive this home to us. Uh, I must have heard it from Abba, I don't know, at least once a month mm-hmm. or something, where he would say, Ari, happiness comes from within. Happiness comes yeah. from within. Happiness comes from within. Uh, this was something that was just a moniker always um, in our life right. growing up. And, and so, you know, that's obviously where our brains will always gravitate when we hear about simple or happiness. Right. Um, that, that's where we start with. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry. Yes. Keep, and, keep yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. And, 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 and that, that for me is, is, you know, the main thing that we need to just set that as a, as a foundation over here, that Simcha is something from within and to get it from anywhere else is impossible. It is impossible. You can distract yourself. You can have pleasure from outside. You can have, again, response to stimuli. You can have, you will never attain Simcha from anywhere from inside. And that's also why it's a constant thing. There's no attaining Simcha. So, I mean, our title is, is Simcha attainable? And the answer is no, thank God. Right. Baruch Very Hashem good. is not attainable. Right. Very good. Because then I want to be Simcha. Ah, because then okay, it's on then the you outside. you asked a question. I forgot what you asked. So, no, I, 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 I well, we said what, what is Simcha not? And, and so we started uh, very, very good by saying it's not something on the outside. It's not something that's attainable. Rather, it's something from the inside. It's figuring out that there's a flaw within me and being happy and being besimcha with that flaw. You know, um, right. I, I saw actually on the Meaningful People interview with Reb Eli Stefanski, and uh, he's the... He's an incredible maggot share of, you know, the eight minute doff yeah. and the empty Y. You know, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. I follow along. Um, and but you see, he said something like very in the interview that I loved. Um, he said to the guys, they asked him, how many times did you finish Shas or go around with it? And he said, Baruch Hashem, I've been blessed with a terrible memory. He said, wow. I can't. He's like, I can't remember a doff from a week ago sometimes. So I just, he, he's like, so I keep I, I have to keep on going through. I have to. Go. He's like, I'm wow. blessed, meaning blessed with a flaw. You know, being blessed with a flaw is something where you find the positivity from within the flaw and uh, you go and you just work on it. You kind of go and you even laugh at it. And that's really going to lead into the next concept of simple, which has to be said. You know, when we ask Chazal, what is their take and what is their um, look at what Simcha is? And so they told you, who's an Asher? Who is somebody who's rich? Somebody who is Sameach, somebody who is happy with what he's been given in life. What he's been given in life is everything. It's your flaws. It's your pluses. It's your minuses. It's all the things that you find to be both distracting, but also the things that push you, your inhibitions, your Yetzirah, the things that keep you alive and going, the things that excite you, that's all the things. I think that Simcha is something that, like you're saying with the flaws, but I just want to say it a little bit more on the objective view of it, which is that almost from a bird's eye view, if you give a look at all of your flaws and all of your talents and put it together, which is basically clobbering together whom you are, that is something that once you accept that as life, once you accept that this is what Hashem gave me, this is what Hashem made me, this is my reality, and Baruch Hashem that this is whom I am striving to become and, and, and remain, so then there you go. So then that's Simcha. That is something that right. a person can finally say Sameach Bechalko. Now, um, I, I, I just want to read to you. I, I, I just want, and I pulled a maral off the shelf. This is the maral in Derechaim Parakshishi, um, where he talks about um, the 48 ways of Kinyane Hator, the, four, the 48 right. ways of Chav Zion, the 27th, Vahasameach Bechalko. Somebody being Sameach with his Chalik. We explained above. He's not lacking in anything of his own. We're calling this Bain Adam Laatzmo. That he can't get a Shlemus and Torah. The Torah is there for a person to be Mashlam himself. So, this is a very interesting take that the Maral is trying to explain to us is that if somebody is not Sameach Bechelko, so then you're saying I'm Chaser. Then you're saying that I'm lacking in something. And once somebody is lacking in something, so then he's mm. lacking totality. Wow. Simcha wow. is totality. Wow. Simcha is feeling 
that there's nothing in this world that I'm lacking right now. Simcha is, and so you can't say, meaning building on what you were saying, yes, you can't say if I only didn't have this flaw, whoa, 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 but then you're not, you're not in totality. Totality means, and Simcha is Shleimut, says the Maral in a few different places, that there's a totality of life itself that you have to accept. Yes, those kids, your children, that's your totality. Your wife, your husband, that's your totality. And your lack of wife, your lack of husband, your lack of children, whatever, your lack of money, whatever it may be, to give a look at it and to say, that's my totality. Now, of course, we put in a certain amount of effort. We put in Hishtadlis to keep on making more money, to find a wife, to have more children. I'm not saying that you're down and out. Again, coming back to the quote you heard in the lecture, it's accepting the flaws and then building up from it. It's accepting that this is my life. I'm thrilled with everything the Abishta gave me. And now, yeah, I'll try to find ways to build up from it. But then you're starting from a place in which you have shlemos, a place in which, you know, I've used this a few times. Um, if you're ever in your minivan with your whole family and you're driving someplace, you're driving towards a vacation, you're going to a hotel that night with the family. And imagine if somebody pulls up next to you, like in a Ferrari and a Lamborghini and, and like just, just in a, and the guy pulls up next to you and the guy starts revving his car. Um, no, 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 no. Like as if you look at him and you think you're so chaser. Yeah. You know, you're, you're lacking. I have my entire world, everything that is meaningful to me, my entire existence, my entire shleimut. I have it here in this minivan. If you're right. driving and you have that and everybody's wow. together. That's really good. Like that, that is Simcha. So if I had to explain Simcha in one word for me, I'll see Simcha is having surprised the kids that they don't know that we're going to a hotel that night. Having my wife pack up the minivan and all the food, <laughs> right? Having <laughs> her do all the hard work, coming in, driving. And as the kids are beginning to lull maybe because the sun is setting. And as you drive and you sit back for one moment and you just think, Everything that's important to me in my life is right now in this minivan. Yeah. That to me is simcha. There's a totality. I had, yeah. On, on a very personal level, I have the same, I have that feeling. You ever had like those, like a Shabbos morning or something like that when, when you're, all your kids come jumping into your bed, like all of them come jumping on top of you? That's so my, they, that's my like. That's your, yeah. That's my moment right there. That's it. That's it. Die happy. My point is, is if you go, I, 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 so I take this a little bit, I mean, that, that's perfect. There's no question, but I, I take this a little bit different. So, um, okay. Sameach Bechelko. I think that's finding simcha in your chilek. That's, that's finding out what's besimcha about your chilek, realizing that you have everything you need to be happy. Wanting more is fine. Because everyone asks that same question after I say that. They're like, well, then how come and, and how will anyone ever want more in their life or or be motivated to want more? So I said, wanting more is fine. That's still a besimcha person. Needing more is very different. Ah, very the, good. The person who needs in order to be happy is 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 not. And they're like, no, no, no. They don't need in order to be happy. They just need it. Like, no, they don't. Then they want it, right? So um, I, I, I rewind this a little bit. When I talk about Sameach Bachelko, I start off with the question of, is ignorance bliss? Is that, is that a real thing? And the answer is no. Ignorance is, to me, the answer is no. Ignorance is peaceful, maybe. It's, um, it's you, know, um, you know, undefeatable. It's, it's uh, you know, no one's challenging it. It's unchallenged. It's just ignorance. The people who feel that ignorance is bliss are the people who don't know how to use their issues. What that means is, which is all of us to a certain degree, but what that means is, is that what, when we say ignorance is bliss, why? It's because if you know something that, that's wrong, that's what he called, now you know that. But if you wouldn't have known that, you know, but that leaves us in the back seat. We're the drivers. When I know about something, when I know about something, now I have an opportunity to do something with that, even if it's perceivably bad. Now I have opportunity to grow. The other side of that thing, that's bliss. The other side of attaining that negative in my life or attaining that thing, using it, 
overcoming it or using it to make myself bigger or using that's bliss that's actual bliss that there's no feeling on earth like that just remaining ignorant might be peaceful it might be safe it's not dangerous but you can't call that bliss you can't call that uh uh, uh that that confident sort of joy that confidence setting of uh, of happiness so the the ignorance is definitely not bliss now once that's the case when we say i could be happy if i didn't have this and this and this and this and this going on what we what we really that is the anti simcha which is going to be one of my questions uh, uh, today was what do you think the anti simcha is what do you think are some examples of anti simcha because there's when it comes to simcha i believe there's a sormeira vaasetaif right there there are things that we shouldn't do that we shouldn't allow into our lives, and there are things that we need to infuse our lives with. So what are we infusing with? The looking around, the self-discovery, the, the idea of who I am, where I'm holding, and, 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 and looking around in my life, everything. The person that I don't like, that the, the person that you know, has a parent, that's, that parent's there to make you besimcha, even though they're difficult. Even though they're, that, you're going to be able to get to simcha through that person. They're a part of the, and. So now that's, that's for me, that's Sameach Bechalko, is that your chilek was specifically designed to make your neshama simcha, to have your neshama transfer into simcha. And by denying or wanting anything different or walking out from anything, you, you wouldn't have you, therefore you wouldn't have your chilek, therefore you would not be besimcha. It wouldn't be you. You, you manufactured some sort of Frankenstein and it doesn't work. So... Uh-huh. I, so then, yeah. go ahead. No, 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 I, I just want to to, to 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 say, just to kind of paint around this thought. I think it needs to be said. Does Hashem want us to be happy? You know, does Hashem want us to be bismcha? And of wow. course, Hashem does, right? And so, if Hashem is sending these interesting wow. people in our life, and has, and they send it, meaning Yasi, your in laws and your family and my in laws and my family, your students, my students. You have your your in-laws and your extension of life out in Cleveland right. and your neighbors and your etc. And I have mine over here. And so Hashem sent all those people to you and sent all those people to me, but they're different people because we are challenged with them right. in their own funny way. And it's funny because when I come and visit you, sometimes I may meet a few people, the more interesting or difficult people in your life that I'll be like, how in the world does Yossi deal with that? And you may come to my life and you may say, how in the world does Ari deal with that? And the answer is you're right because you were created with a certain set of skills. I have a certain set of skills in order to be able to overcome those obstacles for your shlemas, for your simcha. Hashem is sending them our way so that, Uh, but if we should live in fantasy, if we should shut those things completely out you're saying the anti-simcha the anti-simcha is to just take the gloves off and to just retreat into a a fantasy or to just try to ignore and completely um not accept those challenges and keep on growing at that point at that point you're in fetal position at that point um you're not going to be attaining that greatness that hashem is trying to lob your way hey everybody so thrilled to be doing another season of two cents with my brother yassi but i gotta tell you There's so much more going on. You need to download that Meaningful Minute app right away, ASAP. You gotta do this schnell, as they say in Yiddish. You gotta do this right away because there's bonus content and there's so much more content that both Rabbi Yossi and I put up, but there's so much more. I mean, you gotta see Rabbi Majeski. I mean, you gotta go out there, see Charlie Harari. There's an entire world in that Meaningful Minute app that's gonna bring you closer to the Abishta. So please, right now, Get that app, download it, and really enjoy becoming so much closer to Hashem. So that was the point I, I was trying to make, is that we're going to turn to Hashem, and, you know, people say that, that that now obviously, you know, Hashem, right, we have Chana, we have uh, Sari Menu. There are things that we have because because we're supposed to daven for it to, to work out and be different. I'm not saying not. My point is, is that we'll turn to Hashem and be like, can you please remove this from my life? Can you this? Can you this? Can you this? Can you this? And... Hashem's going to say no. And people are like, and we can't understand why Hashem's saying no. No, yes, we can. We can understand that. We just don't understand how, it's, how, how, how it works out. But he's saying no because that's not good for you. 
I understand why right now that seems good for you, and I can't explain it. I have no idea. I have no idea why why cancer is good for you. I don't have no idea. I can't, I can't ever fathom that. But what we do know is, is that we're, 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 we're going about it the wrong way. Our davening should be, Hashem, let me see it. Let me val- We say, Yehi Ratzayin. What, what are we asking? We're not asking. We're saying, Yehi Ratzayin Let it be your will, Hashem. Why? Because your will is always going to be the best thing. It's always the best thing. So yeah. I just want that mission <clears throat> and of us to be true, that my Ratzayin and Hashem's Ratzayin will be the same. The same. That's all I'm asking for in, 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 in davening, is to just get an insight in understanding Hashem and understanding what's happening. So Very good. What we're what we're trying to do is that we're we're saying to Hashem, Hashem, remove this, remove this, and Hashem's like, no, 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 no. Those are the those are the things. Those are the main points. Those to get are, you that's, great. That's your tool bag. That's yeah. your armory. That's what you need. It's like a soldier saying, "Listen, I I I need to remove this. If I could just not wear this bulletproof vest, I, I'd be so much. I could live in the desert right now. It's so heavy, and this gun is so heavy. And like, no, no, no. The whole point of you being here is that you have a bulletproof vest and a gun and a helmet. Like, that's the whole. I. It's the only reason you're in the desert right now. That's the only reason you're here. That's going to keep you alive. That's going to save you. That's what you're trained. That's everything." You're useless without that. And it's and those things are useless without you. But there are a party you can't daven for that to be different. You have we have to look to to find the the simcha in that. We have to find what what are these tools? It's like a puzzle. You know, and and it, we don't know what the puzzle what the picture is going to be at the end. Our idea is to take each piece and try to see where it's fitting. What am I supposed to be learning from this person? And I'm telling you right now, if there's one thing you listen to me, Ari, I'm sure I'll say better stuff, but if there's one thing you listen to me over the course of this entire episode, it's it's this. It, if you go through your life, especially if we're talking about relationships, especially if we're talking about other people, if you go through your life looking at every single person and asking yourself, every person in your life and asking yourself, what does Hashem want me to learn from that person? What is the piece of the puzzle of my life that I'm that, that person's giving me? What's the secret of the mystery of my life that that person is? If you go around your life that way, you are infinitely more besimcha. You have much deeper relationships. You have so fewer uh, uh, conflicts going on it's certainly with other people in your life and you will find yourself so much more at peace not only with everyone around you but within yourself because you're not judging how things should be which to me is the main answer to what is the anti-simcha the one one of the main points of anti-simcha the sormeira of simcha is is the i should it should they should something should be different than it is and nothing is ever going to be different than it is. It is what it is. So you, your task in this world, and this is why my guys always ask me, like, uh, um, you know, and we were discussing this on, on the other episode also about Nisayanus, about, about a Nisayan, right? What is your Nisayan over here? Our, our Nisayan is, is to have a Nisayan, is to have something difficult and be besimcha in that. That doesn't mean to dance over the bad news, it's to learn from, it's to internalize it, it's to realize it is yours. It shouldn't be any different. This is how it has to be. And accept it as that. What am I gaining from this? What, it doesn't mean it's going to end well. That's not what it means. It just means that you're going to live life the whole time, the whole entire time that good is happening and that perceivably bad is happening. Very good. Beautiful. Beautiful. That, that's... Uh... That's trying to really uh, delve into the deeper part of it. Um, you know, uh, just uh, something that uh, hit me this past week was that, you know, Avram Avinu was sitting there with his, uh, three days after his Burris Mila. And, you know, Hashem is, Vayeri love Hashem. Hashem is sitting right there. And Hashem is like, ooh, Avram, that looks so painful. Oh, if there's only something I can do. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, you are the infinite God of Rafua. You can just give me some bacitracin, you know, or, or just make me feel better somehow. But Hashem doesn't. What does Hashem do? Hashem sends him three guests, which, by the way, was right after Hashem took the sun out of its uh, shell, that there shouldn't be guests. But then Hashem sends him guests. And now Avram is sitting there and Avram's trying to think, what in the world am I supposed to do with this situation right now? I have guests that are over there. 
I'm sitting in front of Hashem over here. The whole purpose and reason to do mitzvahs is to get closer to Hashem. But guess what? He's sitting right in front of me. He's sitting right here. Wow. And I'm in so much pain. And if he's not giving me a refuah, it must be. And if he's the one sending guests because he runs the world, it must be in this situation right now, the shleimut, the reality is I'm supposed to do something more. If I'm still in pain, if, if, if I'm still, this is an assignment right now. So Hashem, it must be that your will, your rutzen is for me to go and get those guests, for me to tell you, Hashem, hold on. And in the pain, because let's face it, I've done plenty of achnas asarchem. I've prided myself as Avram Avinu being the achnas asarchem yet, but did I ever do it on my third day of Mila when I was in terrible pain and the sun was out in a blazing heat that the world has never seen? I've never done it that way. So Hashem must be seeing, am I big enough? Will I be the king of achnas asarchem even to such a degree? To which he does. And what happens at the end of it? The moment he does it, Malch Rafal at the end of it says, congratulations, you've passed your test and here's your refuah. You've passed your test and now there's no longer a reason for you to have to be sick anymore. Meaning that you were saying that people who, who are, or they got sick or they're asking Hashem to make this end. Hashem could make it end. Hashem could have healed Avram at the moment over there. But Hashem was going to say to Avram, but there's another level of that you've never attained before that I want for you to attain, for your Olam Haba, for you to be even closer to me for eternity, Avram. I want you to be able to get to that level. But that level is only unlocked if you do such that is through such impossible pain, through such heat of the sun. And I'm not, I will not send you Rufua until you have dug deep enough to know that in your within yourself is lying dormant the ability to actually get this done you are chaser right now avram you think you're shalem anybody is shalem up until the next test every test therefore is a test of simcha of shlemos every single test because you are shalem up until your chaser you are showing up until the next test where you have to choose again do i do this or do i do that every single nisayan is telling you i want to build more shlemus into you so you can only be bishlemut and so attainable maybe we can now phrase it a little bit more attainable because when the challenge comes see you were saying before ari joy is from the outside and simple is from the inside it's true if there's a joy coming from the outside i don't consider that part of your simcha i do consider part of your simcha when there's a test from the outside because a test will automatically cause within you a lack of shlemus you're now lacking because there's a test so, you overcome that test right now there's shlemus. i want to say one more thing just really cool yes i said to you that that uh, lecture sounded like an anava and then we said anava leads to shlemos so the seventh kenyan in the 48 kenyan and the seventh kenyan is anava the eighth kenyan is simcha so it does mm. it leads in pirkeavis itaka does lead one into the next and that's the simcha where the wow. moral talks about shlemos so certainly the, yeah uh, yeah we go it's one that builds to the next yes i just want to say we have about uh maybe three minutes left to this one so let's right. uh yeah this so one, one quick so let's wind it down I, I just want to add one 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 thing over here I, I, what you were just saying, I think, is right. The attainable and coming from the outside. But but what's an Nisayan, though? What an Nisayan, though, is, and this is why I'm st- sticking with the self-esteem example, what an Nisayan, though, is, an Nisayan is not from the outside. That's not true, I don't believe. An Nisayan is something that is happening outside, but it's my response inside of me that creates it now to be an Nisayan. It's, Obviously. It's what's happening in me. Also, but my point over there is is that uh, um, where we spoke about mesophonia last time, right? If if someone is chewing in front of you and someone's chewing in front of you, if someone's making noise in front of you, someone's making noise in front of me, it's not the same Nisayan. It's not even a Nisayan. But what creates it to be Nisayan is not because someone's sitting there doing it. It's because of, of, of what's happening inside my of me. My own reaction it's, it's perception. Of, now, so, so that's what the... What a Nisayan does is it sheds light on where inside of me... My question always has to be, why am I acting this way? Because that person did that? That shouldn't have an effect. Why am I acting this way? Because I'm justified? I am. I am. That person offended me. He called me a lowlife. He he called me fat. 
That person called me very, fat. Very I'm offended. Perfect. Yeah, but if a four-year-old called you fat, you wouldn't be. It wouldn't be an Nisayan anymore. Why? Because that inside of you, that ego, that's the Nisayan here. So the Nisayan is the outside stimulus, but it's your inside. It's shedding the light on the inside of you that needs that shlemus. Very so, good. It, 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 I Beautiful. You know when somebody takes a CAT scan, so they put a dye inside you. Right. The dye goes inside. So when they take the picture, the dye they can, can show it. you where the holes are, God forbid, or where the right. sickness is. And the cyan is that dye, right? Right. The, the, the cyan goes into you and it's like, oh, this is where there's a hole. This there is where you're chaser. This is where you're chaser. This is where you're chaser. A person would never be able to identify their chesro not, would never be identified right. what it is that they're lacking in shleimut in totality if it wasn't in the sign that came along and said to you, here's a hole that needs plugging. Here's something that needs to be worked on. Now, again, right. they're flaws and flaws are things that we build on. Flaws are things that right. we keep on going. But in the sign come from the outside and you should be thrilled. You should be so happy you found where the hole is that needs to be plugged and that right. is the shleimut that we look at so to finish off i wow this one really went quick today i i, I don't yeah. even know if like we even got to like a little bit of it but simple yeah. we're saying is not something from the outside simply like abba would say happiness comes from within and it's something that we go and we try to find the shleimut within ourselves it's something that we accept everything that hashem has given us in life we accept all of our situations in life and we understand that in the sayot that come from the outside the tests that come from the outside are things that very interesting people sometimes or maybe very difficult situations that come our way and it's how we we perceive it, it's how we deal with it, and it's ultimately how we overcome them in order to build more Shlemut. You want to finish this off? Right. Yeah, just I think the, the final point that we would have to make to, to finish off is that if you were to ask anyone what what's wrong in their life or what's going bad or what's, they could come up with their list in under 10 seconds. If you ask them for the gratitude of what's happening in their life, they have to sit down, they'll have a coffee, they have to have a few drinks, and they'll be like, okay, here we go. And they can, it, it's, it's a, it is, there is a certain amount of simcha that is a matter of perception, that is a matter of what are you constantly looking at? What are you constantly looking at? You have to be able to relax. What I mean by relax is not overwhelm yourself with the things that you need to work on and appreciate and love, be grateful for the things that are beautiful. Like you said, in your example of the minivan, the reason it's not because you have a minivan right obviously not that's silly the reason is because of what it's filled in what it's filled with that's what that's what makes it if we can focus on what our minivans are filled with that's what starts to make us realize not only can i be besimcha i want to be besimcha i am already besimcha i just need to realize that and internalize it Beautiful. All right. Yeah, I, I think we're going to have to do another episode of Zatashem on yeah, so much more yeah, yeah. to talk Whole about. But until then, thank you everybody so much for listening. I am Ari Benchushan. I'm Yossi Benchushan. And this has been the Two Cents Podcast. Thank you so much for listening.